Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. I'm Nicole Tomasi, and in this episode, I'm pleased to welcome back Jay Diskey of Diskey Public Affairs to talk about some of the changes that have occurred in federal and state education funding since we last spoke with him in the fall. Jay, welcome back to Westchester Words. Well, thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Towards the end of December, uh, Congress actually made a significant move in terms of education funding for 2023. Wondering if you could bring us up to speed on that. Yes, uh, I'd be happy to, Nicole. That's right. In late December, U.S. Congress uh, finally finalized fiscal year 2023. Yes, finally, because the uh, budget is uh, supposed to uh, be done by the end of uh, September. So, as usual, Congress was running several months late. But the good news is, is that uh, they increased uh, K-12 programs by 5.6%, which is it, which is a really, really solid increase. Now, this is 5.6% uh, over 2022 levels. And it really continues a, a really fine trend of uh, increases in the annual programs that uh, Congress authorizes. Obviously, 5.6% is a very solid number, as you said. Um, was there anything striking in how the allocations were made? Yeah, uh, well, most programs uh, got very good increases. Uh, now, the 5.6% wasn't across the board. Title I, for example, uh, which is the major program authorized by the Every Student Succeeds Act, formerly called the No Child Left Behind Act. But Title I funding rose 4.8% a little less than the overall increase, but still very solid increase. A Title III funding for English language uh, acquisition, 7% increase, which is uh, very significant. The Title IV block grant program from student enrichment, it, it grew to 7.7% or increased at 7.7%. And uh, this really... Uh, is important because, again, it continues a trend, which I'll be happy to get into in just a second, uh, for these programs. Correct me if I'm wrong. These funds are the typical annual funds that Congress allocates, and COVID monies or funds that we've talked about in the past are over and above these allocations. Yeah, that's a very important point. I'm glad you raised that, Nicole. Uh, These are the annual allocations that are made for programs that are authorized by Congress and the Every Student Succeeds Act. The thing that really are the funds that really got a lot of attention over the past several years were the COVID relief funds, the emergency COVID relief funds. Um, those funds are separate and apart from these annual allocations. And those funds total $190 billion, which again, that's over and above the annual allocations. The $190 billion the largest single investment in education funding in uh, our nation's history, really historic. But those funds are short-term funds. Uh, Some have been exhausted already. And the remaining part of that package, the American Rescue Plan, those funds uh, are set to end on September 30th, 2024. That's when those funds must be used by or committed by. Uh, meanwhile, the annual allocations will continue. Right. And not to leave out the states, there's also been um, varying moves in different states, particularly California and Florida, in terms of education overall. Do you want to speak to those? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, overall, uh, last year, for example, with states, uh, I think nearly every state that was in session, and a few were some states uh, skipping year, like Texas, but nearly every state, I think with the exception of two, uh, increased education funding, uh, and some did it significantly. Uh, California uh, had just historically huge increases in K-12 funding, uh, well over 12 or 13 percent, for example. Um, Florida, I think, was around 8 percent. Again, really large increases. And I say really large because when you follow state budgets, as I have for many years, uh, state and federal education budgets, you see that usually a one, two, three percent increase is pretty good, uh, and is you know uh, typical by historical norms. But last year uh, and the year before that, states funded uh, K twelve uh, very well, and also post secondary. A lot of this had to do with trying to fund learning recovery programs that are very important in the aftermath of COVID nineteen. So, yeah, the states did have various uh, big budgets. Right now, state legislatures are meeting again uh, to do the next year's budgets, many of which will start on July 1st. The budget proposals uh, look pretty good, but most states won't find as many increases as they did last year. Uh, In California, for example, it's pretty much right now looking at flat funding education. But on the other hand, what California did last year was so historically large. Uh, I don't think anybody is surprised that uh, the state made flat fund or maybe even take a little cut. Uh, so we'll see. But that has a six months to go before California and many states come to any sort of you know final stages in their budget. I, I had been reading, you know, towards the end of the year and the beginning of this year um, that. California specifically, as well as New York, were both staring down very significant budget deficits overall, just in their general uh, budgets due to, for California, effects of um, all the Silicon Valley kind of shaking itself out in New York, just the, you know, the financial markets not performing well and big banks shedding employees there. But it sounds like from what you're saying, even though that's happening and even though there's going to be budget deficits, not necessarily going to have an impact on education. Yeah, at this point, it doesn't appear so. Uh, but again, the increases won't be as large. And many states uh, have very large rainy day funds, uh, including California. Uh, not uh, New York. That is true. Uh, so it will be really up to individual states. I think, it, I, again, I think the, there will be the education funding will, at this point, it looks that it will be okay with some increases. I know that Georgia's uh, governor has rolled out a budget uh, that has very good increases in it, for example, uh, in other states as well. But there is some belt tightening that's going to go on. Uh, I think, as everybody knows, it's hard to listen to any newscast and not hear the R word, recession. Uh-huh. Uh, the majority of economists in the country are predicting some sort of recession. Most uh, are calling it a potential mild recession later in the year. And that has led a lot of states into more of a belt uh, tightening posture. On the other hand, uh, just this morning, new numbers for the gross domestic product uh, were the GDP were uh, uh, released, and they were pretty good. 
the economy in many ways is still strong, not nearly as strong as it used to be, uh, but holding up. So it's going to be an interesting year for all of us, uh, for everybody involved in education, but for every consumer out there as well. That's probably the key word for 2023. Interesting. <laughs> I saw those numbers this morning as well. It's either a tale of two countries or it's a tale of 50 very different state economies. Yeah, it really is. And in looking at this, and again, I'll use California as an example, that state has had you know, massive flooding uh, over the past several weeks or two months. They had t- uh, typically they have a lot of wildfires. So, you know, these, these sort of emergencies have to be addressed through various types of funding. Um, and Florida, for example, had a horrific hurricane uh, in southwest Florida. Um, and I'm uh, sure the state and its counties are still paying for that. So it really is an individual thing, state by state. Also, uh, a number of states, the so-called energy states, obviously Texas, Louisiana, but also places like Montana, Wyoming, which are energy states, they're being affected in various ways by uh, oil prices uh, fluctuating a great deal. So uh, again, it's it's always a 50-state story when you really get into uh, these budgetary conditions. Just want to let listeners know that you're going to be joining Kevin Gray in February and going to bring everybody up to date on where things are at that point in time in terms of education funding for K-12. There'll be more about the states in terms of where they're progressing with their budget talks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, webinar in late February. This is the, uh, an update of a uh, webinar that Kevin and I did together uh, last fall. So now uh, we're going to preview uh, the budgets that will roll out in 2023. We'll also take a look at some of the other types of bills that are being passed uh, that have to do with education technology, instructional materials, curriculum, uh, et cetera. So I'll have a number of examples of various types of bills that are kicking around in the States, as well as in the United States Congress. Yes, there's definitely a lot of legislative action happening. People who want to uh, get an update on what's happening and how it's going to play into your product development plans, please visit our website, WorkshopEducationServices.com, and you'll find the webinar registration information there. Jay, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to give us a bit of a preview and an update on what's been happening, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for the webinar. Very good. Thanks so much, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. If you're looking for previous episodes or want to read additional content that has been shared by some of our guests, please visit our websites, westchesterpublishingservices.com and westchestereducationservices.com. For an international perspective, check out our sister podcast, Westchester Words UK and International, available on the Westchester Education UK website, westchestereducation.co.uk, or wherever you stream podcasts. We'd love hearing from our listeners and welcome your emails at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Tell us what you enjoy hearing on our podcast or suggest topics that we can cover in future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, I look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Westchester Words when we'll be having another engaging conversation about a topic of interest to the education, 
edtech, and publishing communities. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned.